Hello everybody, so welcome to the first episode of The Cow Show. I thought my first episode would be a little bit about me and what I have done to get to the position that I am in today. So currently I work for a freight company, part time, and I also run my own clothing business. But how did I get to this position? I started work at the age of 14, 15, just helping my mum out of work. Filling the shelves with empty products, making sure that the like all the labels are facing forwards. Then at sixteen, a day after my birthday, funny enough, I started work for a company that specialises in coaching for rugby. So, though the people I'd coach at the rugby were between two and seven years old, so I worked for them around a year. And I had a nasty injury, tearing two ligaments and cartilage in my ankle. So I wasn't able to walk for quite a while. So six months without work, all of my motivation, confidence just went down. I mixed with the wrong crowds at school. I couldn't be bothered at sixth form anymore and failed the first year. Really incredibly badly failed. So I had to restart the year, but I dropped the courses I didn't like. So I just concentrated on the ones I loved. So the second and third year, I studied physical education and passed the course. Ever since then, I wanted to work within the coaching sector. So I started to work on my UK CC courses, ranging from rugby, safeguarding with children, and trampolining. But why the sports sector? Well, I used to play rugby at semi-pro level until another injury ruined my hopes. I ruined my shoulder to where I can no longer lift my arm to the full potential. It would have taken around a year to recover, recover from that. But deep down, I knew I was a good coach. So that's what I stuck to. And that's what I did, became a coach. The UKCC courses led me to volunteer at a trampolining club within my local area that specialises in disability children and adults. So that was ranging from visually impaired to the like wheelchair users. And the odd occasional I used to coach gymnastics here and there. So I travelled across the UK with the team coaching the children and adults to compete in competitions against other clubs, so national uh, competitions. I'm proud to say that some of my students, so to speak, students, uh, quite a few of them got first, second and third places. So one thing... Like, it was so rewarding doing that. And I realised that everyone's equal. It doesn't matter if you have a disability. I didn't see it like that anymore. I see everyone as equal, which allowed me to have a much different aspect on the way I see the world. In all fairness, that's what has made me the man I am today. If you ever get to see me with fit 
in my community, you'll probably see me helping people that hasn't just stemmed from volunteering at the trampolining and gymnastics club. This has stemmed from the biggest achievement I've ever had. So, what is my biggest achievement? Well, my biggest achievement was going to Zambia in 2013 with my secondary school as part of a work experience. So a group of 23 of us, from ranging from year 10 and year 11. So we all went to Zambia to teach tag rugby to orphanage children, to children with life-threatening diseases. So stuff like HIV, hepatitis, etc. But I think what shocked all of us the most is what we actually take for granted within the UK. Have you ever moaned about roadworks? Tell you what, I have never moaned about roadworks in the UK anymore. Imagine being stuck just at a red light, two-way control, for a good half an hour, 40 minutes. And when I say roadworks, I mean, I think the longest was five miles worth of roadworks. So obviously you've got to wait for all the cars to come back and forward. That was a nightmare. So the whole trip was just mentally, emotionally and physically challenging. But it was so worth it after coaching all the children and seeing a smile on their face, being able to sing, dance with them and all their teachers was amazing. But of course it wasn't just about coaching. We did also help renovate all of the classrooms and flower pots, stuff like that. It was just amazing. Best experience. But we do take things for granted, like our education system is amazing. And I just wish before I went to Zambia, I just concentrated on school more. So... So the ratio within the UK for teachers to students is about one teacher and 28 students, depending on the subject. But have a guess on what the ratio in Zambia is. Well, it's one teacher to around 60 students at a time. Crammed into a small room with not much breathing space. But the amazing thing was how well-behaved all the children were. If we had that in the UK, it would be carnage. I remembered having 10 students in the classroom, throwing water bottles, rubbers, pens at teachers and at other students. But how comes we are so misbehaved with 10 people, but yet in Zambia, you can have 60 people in the classroom. I think it's just that level of respect that we just take things for granted way too much. But, hey, who am I to say? So when I came back from Zambia, it made me want to start giving back to less fortunate in our society. So a group of friends and I, we started to give food to the homeless shelters and to homeless people where we saw on the streets of Westminster and 
around Oxford Street, so Charing Cross area. I used to do it every month, go and spend around £100 between all of my friends, sometimes more, depending on like the weather and stuff. But we used to just buy everyday value pizzas. That, I think, cost us 15p for two. Just cut them at home and would cut them into slices. We'll get a load of water bottles from Macro, a couple of bags of crisps, so it didn't cost us a lot. And we'd make a load of goodie bags. And then we'll just give them out. And then if we had any left from the streets, we'd go to the homeless shelters. So one of them was the Passage. Amazing shelter. And we stayed and helped them out for a little bit. But it's crazy. Like, when you're there at the shelters, you can speak to them. And 75% of the people I spoke to like we have this misconception that all of them were on drugs and they lost everything but no 75% lost their like jobs their businesses due to the recession that's not our fault but yet we still take it for granted I think that's really unfair which in my eyes is just horrible to see like we moan about work all the time all of us have done it but yet, there's people there that would love to be in the job that you're doing right now. Just to earn some money, to not live on the street. But that's society for you. So, back to me and how I got to the position that I am in today. I found a job that wasn't a job. It's a career. So, I never thought I'd learn so much as I have from working at a vape shop. I have massively I was believed in by managers area managers to head office and to the owners I've learned to upsell and now can make say a £20 out and I think the best I ever done was flip that around to a £90 out which might not seem a lot but within sort of a small retail business it's quite a lot but so Working for them, I saw the way they ran their online website. So you've got 24-7 live support and it's not a robot. So keep that in mind, what I just said. I saw that customer service was one of their priorities. I have the ethos where I should do anything for that company now. Whether that be cover a different store for the day or go book a hotel and go help cover for the whole week because someone's ill or they need the time off or they just don't have the staff. I'll do that for them because of how much they've believed in me. But because of the owner and all the other people that work for the company, finally I could have my dream of the motivation, the confidence, the help that they give you. So, it leads me perfectly on. My dream has always been owning my own company. And, well, that's exactly what I've done. So I started Co-op Clothing, uh, my own fashion business, in March 2018. So not that long. 
it always used to be a brand with a story. So all the designs were based on the story that I wanted to tell. But instead of speaking my story in a conventional way, I expressed my story through clothing. I had a few sales, spent a little bit of money on marketing, but realised not everyone was going to buy into a story. Plus, I have to admit, I did rush my business and had a poor quality clothing. But I went back to the drawing board. I realised that you need to up your quality. So it also means it's more ethical, which is the massive thing in 2019, is ethical clothing. So went back to the drawing board and then I spoke to someone I knew within the fashion industry. And he said to me, you need something that you can see in store, but still have a good reason why you created the brand and designs. So I was kind of there. I came up with a story, but it was very personal and not a lot of people could relate to. So I changed it. I changed the whole design and I changed company name. I thought about a story that other people could relate to more than my personal one. So have you ever signed a contract that you couldn't keep up repayments with? I didn't even read the terms and conditions. You can see see where I'm going with this, can't you? So I started Terms and Conditions Clothing. If you would like, you can check out my story on my website, which shall be at the end of this podcast. But I sent the draft designs to my friend and he went, there you go, that's a winner. Now all you need to do is market it well. My my slogan, so to speak, so to speak, sorry. Don't be bound by TNCs, be rebellious. I launched TNCs clothing for a short, uh, for pre-launch on the 12th of December 2018. I never really expected to have so much of a good response on the launch day. With over 100 views in just the first day to the website. And nearly 500 over the course of the first week was amazing. It just... My expectations were not that much. But it wasn't just about the views. Of course, it's getting your brand out there. But it was also having sales so you can continue promoting. So you're not losing loads of money. So I've got a very good average sales at the moment. And then I'm pretty sure I still remember... I launched at 12 o'clock on the 12th and I had an order within 10 minutes. That's crazy. And at the time, the only marketing that I was doing at that point was just Instagram. I didn't even pay for any promotions. It was just following and friends helping. But I will talk to you all more in different podcasts about Instagram, Facebook, and promote him. But that is enough from me, and here's a little introduction into when I started work and to where I am now in nearly seven years. Over the course of my podcast life, so to speak, I'll say that quite a lot, I shall be talking about a range of this, a range of things. 
running from running your own business to a to day to day life myself and what I see to sort of like how I've become quite I wouldn't say a massive but a sort of big Instagram art and helping other businesses in the past succeed but thank you for listening and check out Terms and Conditions Clothing so it's www.t and as in the word and csclothing.co.uk I'm Callum and this is The Cow Show. Thank you for listening.